This podcast is very proudly brought to you by my new book, From Peasants Food to Superfoods. This book is based on cooking for the entire family and it guides cooks from all experiences on how to integrate healthy foods into everyday life. I know it's easy to stick to the same old things every week with a family to feed and a budget to stick to, but eating nutritious and delicious food every night is achievable and affordable. Learning how to use, prepare, and incorporate new and old ingredients into tasty and exciting food is what I love doing. So I have put this book together. It's over 300 pages. There's over 100 simple, nutritious recipes, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, desserts. Most of it's gluten-free, dairy-free. It's very gut-healing, very anti-inflammatory, and I hope that you will love it as much as I have, putting it together and (laughs) bringing it to life. So if you would like to check it out, learn more, or order it, jump online at www.mgherbs.com.au. And thanks for bringing us the podcast today. You're listening to Melissa Gearing, the Naked Naturopath. Mel is a qualified naturopath, herbalist, and nutritionist. She can't wait to share her thoughts on all things health and wellness with you. Welcome back to the Naked Naturopath. Today, I have um, the great opportunity to interview some live people in the clinic, which is very exciting because when you're podcasting, you often don't get to see people's faces. And these guys are local entrepreneurs. They run the Movement Collective in Newcastle here, where I'm from. Uh, We have Rod Cooper and Jenny Steep. And welcome. Thanks so much for coming in and uh, letting me see your faces. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks so much for having us in. Very excited. (laughs) It's super exciting uh, to, yeah, just have people and talk to them and and have someone to look at because I'm always looking at the computer screen. Even when you do Skype, you often have to get rid of the video because you want it to be like really good quality audio so you don't even get to see them. It's a different vibe if you've got someone in front of you. Yeah. You can really connect, like make a bit more of a connection. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to hear about what you guys do and how you got into it and how your little business is going. Um, Let's start with you know, telling me a little bit about what is the Movement Collective and, and how did you get into it? Cool. Do you want me to start? start. Okay, cool. So, yeah, we started four years ago. I just mentioned just before that we're having our fourth birthday party this Saturday, so that's very exciting. And it's really cool for me to sit back and, and take it all in to think how far we've come over these four years. It feels like it's kind of gone pretty pretty fast. Mm. Uh, so it all started from an idea that I had when I was in Canada and I was doing some movement training. So I was training in acrobatics and gymnastics and I kind of moved away from the kind of standard gym world. And then I just kind of realized that there was so much more to it or more potential for the body than just going to the gym. And I wanted to bring that back to Newcastle. So I had the idea, came back, designed the the business name and logo over a couple of beers with my design <laughs> mate that I was living with in Canada. So that was pretty cool. And then just came back and just took action straight away and, uh, yeah, taught some workshops and one-on-one sessions. And that's that was the business model that I designed. So the business plan was for me to teach like one-on-one. But then I, you know, soon realized after a couple of weeks that that wasn't yeah, going to work. Yeah. So I was still doing one-on-ones and then I started to add classes. So maybe it was like a Wednesday, I think like 
uh, one once a week, and then we added another one, another one, and then we just kept going mm. as the members grew. We started off renting space at another facility, so we just kind of pushed in the corner and we had like a little section of the rig mm-hmm. and little mm-hmm. floor space. We're doing a locomotion and we were kind of like the weird the guys in the yeah. corner <laughs> and everyone else was doing their kind of general sort of fitness stuff looking at us like we're the weirdos. So I was like, all right. It's, Spinal it's, waves. It's very, yeah. um, very <laughs> big contrast between the two. And then, yeah, we, we had enough members that we kind of took the, took the leap to get our own facility that was in Wickham. And recently in the last year, we've just upgraded to another facility, which is about 700 square meters, so quite big. And we've got, it's kind of like the dreams come true. So I always had this vision of having three different surfaces Mm -hmm. that we could move on. Mm -hmm. So like the the matted area with the rig and the rings and all that kind of stuff for calisthenics and weightlifting and things. And then we've got the wooden floorboards for contemporary dance, for any other type of dance, for hand balancing, locomotion. And then we've got the gymnastics matted area. So for acrobatics, parkour, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, great. So yeah, it's, it's taken a few little steps along the way and it's like, always changing and evolving and yeah as as we change and evolve mm. I guess yeah. and you have like um you know developed a lot of those followers along the way and got a really good amount of people you know coming along and and regularly now as well yeah but you were some of the like well as far as I know you were the first kind of guy doing this in Newcastle it was something that I hadn't heard about before I heard your name associated with it yeah so was it anywhere else did you did you find it in not Canada? in not like, in Newcastle was there? there was not specifically like what we're doing yeah uh, in Canada I trained at a parkour facility so mm-hmm. it was kind of just parkour they did tricking which is like a slash between like martial arts and um, acrobatics. acrobatics, kind of yeah, gymnastics cool. combined. And then they did a whole bunch of other stuff as well. But I guess that gave me the inspiration to open up mm. the gym, but nothing was kind of laid out for me. So I kind of created everything as I went. It was very much trial and error. Yeah. And, you know, seeing what works, what people liked, what they didn't like. And it just kind of grew from there. Yeah. Yeah. So and there was no one else really doing exactly what we're doing. And there still isn't really. No. Know. Well, there's other little bits of movement in other gyms and stuff. But you, you know, you mentioned dance and I, on your website, you've got beautiful photos of your sister dancing as well. Is dance generally a part of movement or did you guys integrate that because of your experience, Jenny, and, and your sister, Rod? I think that um any type of movement could be considered a part of what we do Mm -hmm. yeah so we don't discriminate between disciplines so if there's something that we see that we want to teach people we'll just bring it on uh when Ange started teaching though when she started because she was a professional dancer it made sense to bring in a dance class yeah and then you know Sean Wood got involved, and then we brought on the parkour class, and we had the weightlifting, weightlifting classes. Yeah. But if there was anything that we saw, like if we went to a workshop and we went, "Wow, this is really exciting! Let's bring this to the people," then yeah, we would, we would just bring it in. And I did my yoga teacher training last year, so we brought <coughs> yoga classes on, and so yeah, we just keep adding to it when we find things that we think that would fit with people or stuff that we get excited about. That's when we just yeah start to introduce it in. Yeah, and I guess you're yeah. going to know pretty quickly if people are going to respond to that and yes. be interested yeah. and, you yeah. know, how it integrates. You've mentioned a couple of different modalities there, but can you give the listeners a bit more of an idea of how movement really differs from going to a general gym or, you know, um, yeah. like if they go by themselves, obviously that's very different to a class-led, yes. but you still have those basic movements, you know, using the same um, kind of gymna- gym, gym, not gymnastics but um, gymnasium gear. Yeah. How, how do you guys reckon it differs the most? From normal sort of gym training? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would love to say for me personally, 
the difference that I saw when I was going to just a mainstream gym and doing PT sessions or doing boot camps, the difference between that compared to going to movement was that when I was at a gym, the focus was the physical body, Mm -hmm. uh, what the body looked like aesthetically and whether it was healthy or not, whether you were fit and strong. And uh, when I would walk into a gym, I would see things on the wall about uh, people's weight loss progress and yeah. I had measurements done <laughs> and, and I really felt like it was all about you know the what my body looked like the outside yeah. appearance appearance what the body looked like but when I started doing movement training it was more about what my body was capable of so the focus not so much on the weight loss or the physical mm. appearance there's no scales or you know tape measures or anything like that but I just think that it's more challenging there's always something new to learn and so that's what keeps you coming in. You're not just coming in to do more burpees or more push-ups or whatever. There's something, you know, bigger than that that you're working towards. Yeah, it's like skill acquisition. So there's levels to everything, whether it's mobility, whether it's learning to do a handstand or a backflip or strength work, there's levels to it. We don't just like find one exercise and just kind of hit repeat and just go, 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 because we're not going to progress with that. We look at where we can take it. And there's levels for everything too. So I always tell people that there's like wherever you are right now, there's like probably 20 levels below that. So that's cool. And then there's also 20 levels above that. So you've got places to go. If you're not feeling it one day and you feel like a little bit, you know, tired and sore, you can always take a step back and kind of work to your, um, to your level, but always doing your best and then eventually kind of like moving up in the levels. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely found and seen, because we do a little bit of movement here as well in this clinic, that no matter how fit you are and, you know, no matter how strong you are, there's, there's always things that are difficult in movement, mm-hmm. you know, so there's always these little bits of people's bodies that um, don't do exactly what they thought that they could. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, some of the best examples are like you see the really strong mm. guys come in and they can't, you know, do like a duck walk or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Can't find the position. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like out. it's not in their range because it's Definitely. not something yeah, that their muscles allow. Even things like the, I, I always love to see <coughs> the really strong guys coming in to do a class for the first time. And, yeah, they're really strong. You can see they've got great big muscles yeah. and they look amazing. But then they come in and we put them on a set of gymnastics rings and they've never been on them before. And you really need those tiny little, like, stabili- uh, stabilizers in um, your upper body to be able mm-hmm. to support yourself on the rings. So seeing people who look really strong get up and try to do an exercise and they just aren't able to do it, I really I like to see that. Yeah. I think that's fun. <laughs> and then that's a new thing for them because they might be going to the gym and just be, like, bored because, exactly. you know, yeah. they can lift the weights, they can squat the, you know, the yeah. kilos. It becomes comfortable. And we always Absolutely. talk about that. that yeah. The strong guys or strong girls will practice strength. Yeah. And then the flexible guys and girls practice, you know, yoga or stretching or yeah. flexibility yeah. work. What we try to do is take that person that's really strong and show them how to become flexible and, and the yeah, vice versa. Yeah. So then awesome. we're capable of so much more rather mm. than just like kind of sticking because it's just comfort zone, right? Mm. It's just like one person stays here. It's just like, all right, let's let's try this, you know, other movement or something that's completely um, contrasting what you're already working on. Yeah. And it's quite confronting for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you got to kind of push through that because you will suck in the beginning. It's like. It's, well, it's a given, right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We say that all the time. It's like learning a new language. You can't just kind of step into like learning Japanese and you've never spoken Japanese before and expect mm. to do it like that. Mm. But for some reason with, with the physical body and fitness or movement, people think that they can do it. Yeah. But they soon find out that they can't and it's going to require some work. So And that's okay because it's a kind of lifelong journey. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you're there for, right, to learn it. 
yeah. to do it and yeah, practice. Yeah, the process and, and it's yeah, fun. So absolutely. it's like playful. We try to keep everything playful. There is some hard work that's involved in some of the classes and people kind of put their heads down and, and kind of do the work, but we always try to keep it fun and playful. It's, yeah. It shouldn't feel like um, punishment. Well, it's very much your, um, you know, your attitude and demeanor and what comes across when you meet you guys is fun. Yeah. So that's nice. Well, it's good that very that comes across like that. That's yeah. how we try to, yeah, yeah. And especially the classes as well. So it's, it's good that that is coming across like that because that's exactly how we approach our lifestyle, yeah. our movement, and well, it kind of like flows in together, right? Mm. It's like we've blurred Absolutely. the lines between fitness movement and our life. So. lifestyle. But I think mm. if people are taking time out of their busy day to come and spend time and move, they should enjoy it. Yeah. You know, it's a big chunk of time. They're coming in for an hour class, sometimes two, because we do back-to-back classes. So we want to make sure that it's a space that people, you know, they're really enjoying their time there. Mm. I think that's really important. I have so many people come into the clinic and they're like, you know, I'm doing this type of exercise or this. What should I do? What do you think is best? You know, like all these questions. And I'm just like, you need to find something you love. love. Yeah. Yeah. It's very individual. You enjoy. It's not just about being fit or losing the weight or whatever their goals are. It's about being happy. Yeah. Well, yes. And if you're happy, you'll keep doing it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I read somewhere, or I might have been talking to Josh Paul. We did a, um, you know, a beautiful podcast with him. Uh, it would be a little while ago now. Um, yeah. You can go back and find that. We've listened to we it. Listened to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. We loved Josh. I saw Josh got this a few days him. ago, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. He, I think he was telling me, or maybe I read it, but about movement being that ancestral kind of um, getting back to the basic mm. movements. And you know, I see my little two-year-old doing a lot of movement yes. poses in her own little yeah. play world. Yeah. Um, can you talk to me a little bit more about that? Well, I guess all of it's kind of built into our system. You know, yeah. like we start from a young age and, and we start to crawl, we start to move our head first, then we get onto our stomach and we start to use that upper body strength to push ourselves up and look around and then we start crawling towards things and then we learn how to walk. Um, but I think it gets to a point where we, we can stand and we can walk fine and then that's it mm. for most people. Um, but we kind of, yeah, we'd like to take it back to that point because, uh, Damien and I did a um, little video recently and we're talking about how parents or adults envy kids movement. They see them on the monkey bars and they see them crawling like, Oh, they're so strong. How do they do that? I can't hang for like, you know, a couple of seconds, but my kids flipping around and doing all this stuff. It's because they practice all the time and it's playful. Whereas some adults think of like exercise and they just do it once every now and then when they feel like they have to, when someone said, Hey, like, you know, you're overweight or you need to exercise, you need to get stronger. And then they just go and do it. But kids are doing it all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool to, um, to kind of see that in the classes as well. So we've we've got a huge kids program at TMC kids and, Mm -hmm. um, my sister's, um, the director of the kids program. She's like, you know, doing so well developing these kids, and then also influencing, seeing the influence that they're having on the, their parents yeah, as well. That's great. So we're really trying to encourage everyone to kind of move together. Um, it's interesting you say about the adults being kind of jealous. Yeah. Mm. Because I have so many people, Callie gets down into that bottom of the squat and she plays. Yeah. And they say, oh, don't you wish you could do that? And I go, I'm not sure if she just did that or if she learned it off me. And I get down there. <laughs> yeah. Because I, that's how I used As to you play. Do it. Yeah, like, it's perfect. It, was, it was really comfortable for me. Um, you know, so that was, it was just, yeah, something that, we could do. And so now her grandma 
tries to do it with her all the time. And oh, that's, that's great. You know, that's great. Like she's just trying so to get perfect. down there and she's yeah. working that ankle range and she's, yeah, doing it. And it's not exercise, you know, mm. you're not dedicating specific time once a day to do that. It's yeah. just like it becomes a part of your life. Functional, right? Opening up the hips yeah. and, you know, it's, mm. yeah, it, it works so well. It does become a part of your life. And you'll see actually in open gym before our classes start, if there are people having a chat, they're generally sitting in squat. Yeah. Having a chat. Like <laughs> yeah. there's a circle of people or just sitting in squat or as people are stretching or they're in pancake, they're, you know, they're actually moving around or they're stretching. They're yeah. not just standing or sitting on a box there. Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. You get to look at the world with like this new lens mm. and you're always looking for opportunities to move. Yeah. 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 Well, it's also like there's a real comfortability for me in the, that position now. Definitely. But when I first started CrossFit, um, it, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm quite a flexible, I was probably more flexible than strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would have to, I'd hold onto the pole to kind yeah. of work my way down. So it's not just a given that you, you do lose it as you get older and we start limiting that squat and sitting on seats and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it happens cool. from such a very young age. Like yeah. you, what is it? You sit one, at the table. You know, sit at the table. Yeah. <laughs> and then you sit at home and then you sit on the couch. From a very young age, all the way through. Look at how many hours you spend sitting in the car, or Mm -hmm. sitting at the desk, or sitting at the table, and then people wonder why they can't squat because they don't practice squatting; they practice sitting in a seat. So, not that sitting is bad, but (laughs) we're all sitting right now. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) We should be in squat. We should be actually taking the laptop down. (laughs) No one can see us. Maybe we just. We should have said we are in squat. Um, now you mentioned you got the adults and the kids. You said you've got about 120 adults coming along and you've got even more kids, 170 yeah, kids. That's something like awesome. That. Yeah. yeah. So that's really so cool. grown rapidly over the last sort of year. Yeah. And since we've had the new facility, we've actually, yeah, we've almost doubled in size, but yeah. we kind of needed to, it was a yeah. very massive risk to, um, start paying the rent that yes. we're now currently paying <laughs> at this big facility. So, um, with most things, with inside the business, I kind of just like, it was very intuitive. I just had this gut feeling that, you know, I knew it was going to work. Mm. I very, very much believed in myself that it was going to work. And then sure enough, we put the work in and it's worked. Yeah. So you make it work, right? Like you if really you wanted to, you make it work, you do the yeah. background stuff mm. and you, you build the people and you, you know, yeah, yeah you do the that communities there as well. And mm. yeah, there's a lot of, as you would know, there's a lot of back end stuff that happens that mm. no one gets to see. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's quite funny having conversations <laughs> with people sometimes and they, they just assume that I'm just like doing handstands and car- yeah. <laughs> cartwheeling around Newcastle and just like, oh, he's got the best life. But yeah. there's a lot of yeah. work that happens there's on the computer actually, like, and back end. And Jenny's yeah. also, you know, really... I don't know if you guys are at the point out. where, like, I've got more back-end work than I do, do. the yeah. actual work, yeah. you know, the face-to-face stuff. Yeah, yeah. it is, Definitely. for sure. Yeah. There's some kind of, you know, melting point where you get this many people yes. versus, you know, this much time and, yeah, so much more back work. Yeah, Definitely. we've I got think... a good support network now. Mm-hmm. We've got someone helping out with the admin yes. and we've got outsource, a bunch of outsource. new teachers. <laughs> yeah, so we're really looking towards that because... For us, our energy needs to be in movement, research, development, and also our own training and teaching. Yeah, we can't be like on the computer. People are going to feel that in your classes, you know, and they'll definitely feel that one-on-one with me in my clinic if I'm just completely drained out. Yeah, Yeah. Um, and that's not what they, you know, started seeing you for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, can you tell me a little bit more about the kids' classes? Because I just am so interested in that. I think lots of my listeners would just be, you know looking at things that their kids can do outside the box, you know. Sure. That's, I think it's really, like I said, functional. Yeah. It's important for kids to learn this stuff, and yeah. especially if they're unco. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, went, 
Only because I went and seen this comedian on the weekend and he was fantastic, but he talked about his little niece just like running headlong at every single sharp yeah. corner and constantly and you know, just really out of balance and stuff like that, which we all are when we first start, but she was like three, so he was making jokes about it. Yeah. So this kind of stuff can translate into a healthy um, you know, like growing up maturing all that kind of stuff right as, yeah. as they learn and grow definitely so we've got the toddlers program which is two till three. three two and three year olds and the parents or grandparents or whoever come along and they um they get get involved in the class they play lots of games they set up little obstacle courses and they just move around and have fun they have a little dance off at the end and they put songs like baby shark on and the chicken dance it's a really <laughs> good time uh and then we've got uh two more age brackets I think it's four to, four seven. to seven, and then yeah. seven till or eight till twelve. We've got teens like classes now too, so we kind Do. of we cover all ages yeah, now great. and then it moves into the adults even from two there's not a lot that you can do so i think that's really great and actually there's a lot know. you can do <laughs> oh well yes but in terms of yeah, i know what you're talking about in terms of, of yes. like instruction yeah. and saying hey let's do this Putting progression or, yeah. like there's gym brew yeah yeah. Or, yeah 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 there's not yeah. a lot and i take a swimming my little one but Definitely. there's not a lot else out there they yeah. want to wait till they're three or four we've got so much equipment and so many different opportunities yeah, to yeah, like coordination things. comes yeah. into it it's not just like gymnastic strength with them and it yeah. can't be because yeah. they just won't pay attention yeah. so it's like yeah. you know throwing and catching balls that's like such a, a good skill to have yes. hand-eye coordination foot-eye coordination and she adores that stuff you know and there should yeah. be like something that more that she can do and so it's I just think it's really great that you can do it from two Definitely. Yeah. we also that. work on things like you know colors like we'll have mm. colored bean bags or go and get the yellow bean bags and they all go grab the yellow yeah, ones and yeah. so yeah we yeah, really like the try cognitive to... function comes mm-hmm. into it as well yeah. for sure it's not just like moving the body just for the sake of moving yeah, but there's great. other benefits so um let's see you guys have some events coming up yeah, we've got a few events. We've got, got a few opportunities birthday, that are said. coming up. Yeah, fourth Which birthday. Which you're having a little ball for. Yeah. yeah. Sounds amazing. We've got a few people booked in for that, like over 100 people coming, I think. Should, That's should great. Should be really cool to get all yeah. the members and have a little party, celebrate TMC and what we've done over the last mm. four years. But you guys also do retreats and getaways and stuff like that. Yeah, we've what got one got? coming up with uh, Joe Fairley. That's not until November. Mm-hmm. So that was on, was it the 9th to the 16th, I think yeah. the first one? The- but that's sold out. So we've got another one that's coming up. We can, if you have yeah. a look at our Facebook page, I'll we've got all, all the your events details there. in the show notes as well. So these guys, like my listeners can go and, and follow it and find what you're doing. Sweet. But what do you kind of do on a retreat? What do you do on a getaway? So on that one, we actually went along with Joe last time and it was mostly centered around surfing. Mm-hmm. So the, just the, the most beautiful beaches and, and reefs to go surfing. So we really spent a lot of time surfing. Um, but we did a meditation in the morning, so half an hour meditation. Then we did some breath work. We'd all have breakfast. We'd either go surfing or there was other activities. So people going spearfishing or paddleboarding or walking around the island we did some movement sessions, so we are teaching some mobility work, some hand balancing, some acrobatics. Um, yeah, it was just kind of the first retreat was kind of a bit like free mm-hmm. and it was like depending on what you wanted to do. So I think we'll do something similar. I think it worked really well. Mm-hmm. Rather than having like super structured yeah. and you've got to be here on this time, yeah. we, we live our lives like that with a with a calendar, with a schedule. So it's nice to kind of go away and have it's it a bit more like break. open and free. Yeah. And it's like you've got these decisions on what you want to do or if you want to do nothing that's also cool yeah yeah so go and lay in a hammock and read a book that's fine mm. <laughs> yeah 
And we've got another one that we're planning. We haven't even released this. We haven't even told our members yet. yet. This is really exciting. <laughs> yeah. Debuting it on the podcast. Yes. yes. I'm excited about it. So <laughs> we're just waiting for Airbnb to confirm, but we're going to do a Noosa uh, retreat. Great. Just, it's mostly going to be for the TMC members, but we'll see how we go. We might uh, invite some other people along as well, but pretty small group, maybe like 15 people mm-hmm. or something like that. And that's going to be around kind of disconnecting from like your daily lives and creating some space to be creative. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, so some movement, like diving deeper into the movement practice because we only do an hour classes or sometimes two. It will be a really good opportunity for the members to have one-on-one time with Jenny and myself and we can really look at certain patterns that we work on in classes, certain flow patterns or strength, whatever it is, and we can really go into depth in what they're doing and how we can improve their practice and yeah. really kind of immersing ourselves in the practice it's a little bit itself. More yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What else is happening? Uh, I have a women's event coming up on the 26th of May, and that one is going to be a really fun event. It's about women and their hormones and how they deal with their hormones. So lots of little tricks and tools to help women get through because as a woman, you feel different from one day to the next, depending on what your hormones are doing. So I've got a naturopath, Susan O'Grady, is going to come in and she's going to do a little talk about hormones, talk about the different foods that we eat that can affect our emotions, all of that exciting stuff, but also talking about different types of movement that you can do depending on how you're feeling Mm -hmm. during your cycle. So we've got contemporary dance, we've got BJJ, uh, we'll have some yoga and we'll do breathwork and meditation as well. So yeah, really great. Because there are there's really specific energy windows in that yes. cycle, and depending on how you're feeling, yeah. some women also try and disconnect with that so that yeah. they can push further and do more. And like someone like BJJ, maybe yeah. you're doing that in like a high energy yes. period, <laughs> yeah. like a little bit of slow movement or slow dance. Yes. You could do it when you're actually bleeding, yes, which is a very low energy exactly. time. Yeah. yeah, that's lovely. Will it be consistent though? We we're just talking about this the other day, and I obviously know nothing about this. But would it be consistent if you could work out, like say, like what are you saying, like twenty eight day mm-hmm. cycle? Mm-hmm. Could you figure out like Absolutely, by yes. recording when, how you're feeling, yeah. your energy levels at that Generally, time? Yeah, um, you know, if your cycle is within balance, yeah. so if it's not. We can fix it with herbs. Yeah. Um, yep. So you can always make it <laughs> in balance. Yeah, yep. for sure. But, yep. yes, once it's in balance and once you're feeling well and, you know, we want to look at a pain-free period, we want to look at no clots, no heaviness, all that kind yep. of stuff, clean all that up, mm-hmm. and then you will have that beautiful cycle. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you can manage it with food as well. Like mm-hmm. you said, you know, you can eat the right things at the right time of the month to assist that cycle to stay balanced as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was just so interesting involved. you were talking about the other day saying that you felt really creative and you said that that yes. might have been a yeah. period, yeah, yeah like a, I remember a certain time. This time last month I felt that as well, like all of a sudden just this rush of creativity and I just had she all these things I wanted to talking, write down. Talking, yeah. pushing just, like, hey, what about this, what about this, what about this? That's normally yeah. me. Yeah. I'm like, well. And then you go into that lead phase or a couple of days before and you just yeah. quiet. You need to rest. Mm -hmm. You need to really eat, you know, more carbohydrates and you need to look after yourself and and move really slowly and let that let that flow happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it'd be cool for them to know that and to just um, kind of lean into it and to and to actually take the rest, not kind of push you or do something. The better you can um, like you said, if you know that creativity is coming up, you can be ready for it. Plan Mm. exactly. You can be ready. And have a whole day of like creative writing or planning. So I've started a little twenty eight day plan because my cycle is twenty eight days. Uh, and I've just started a little thing in my notebook that has little notes for each day of the cycle so yeah, that lovely. next month I can have a look and make sure it all matches up and then yeah. I can decide what I want to do at 
whatever time mm. of the month, depending on how I'm feeling. Yeah, lovely. You mm. know, and if you are going to run a retreat, for example, you could yeah. try and plan it. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> sorry, when your energy is high. Yes, yes mm-hmm. that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Beautiful. That's awesome. Well, I can't thank you guys enough for coming in. Um, I'll put in the show notes, but just tell everybody where they can find you. Your yeah. website is? Website is themovementcollective.net, mm-hmm. N-E-T, and we've got a Facebook page, The Movement Collective. We've got an Instagram page. Yes. It's the underscore movement underscore collective. Yes. Um, my page is Rod J. Cooper. And, and I'm Jenny Moves on Instagram. Yeah, so we try to oh. post – kind of like our lifestyle and what we do and then the Movement Collective centered around the classes. Yeah. We'll also post some stuff in there as well um, because I guess the Movement Collective mm-hmm. is influenced by what we do. So if we're training a certain thing or we've got a certain project happening, you'll see that happen yeah, uh, or reflect inside TNT. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys, you know, you spoke about uh, working on the inside, but you are beautiful to look at as well aesthetically. So you can jump online and watch <laughs> Yeah, people love to do that, you know. It's too much. much. (laughs) Um, See you guys move and see some of the amazing things that they can learn to do as well. Because I watch and I'm like, oh, I want to learn how to do that. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Beautiful. All right. Thanks so much for coming in. Cheers. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. If you like what we do here at The Naked Naturopath, then be sure to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To learn more about Mel and MG Herbs, jump onto mgherbs.com, follow us on Facebook at MG Herbs Australia and Instagram at MG Herbs Official. Please keep in mind that all advice and opinions on The Naked Naturopath are not individualized. To get the right advice for you, be sure to make a booking with Mel or your health professional. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.